You are now listening to the Golden Circles No Bad Energy podcast, hosted by Brad and Jay. What we don't realise is that not working is is on purpose. Everything is the way it's meant to be. Because mm. that first thing you did leads you to the next thing you do. That might work or might not work. But they all have, they all lead you to something that does work. And then when you look back, you're like, Raj, you know what, if I never failed at that, that wouldn't have led me to this, which led me to meet that guy, which led me to maybe do a joint venture with that dude. You know, so it's all it's all meant to be. But you've got to go in at a hundred. Great guest. We've got Mr. Shaq Baker. What's going on, guys? Um, so obviously we kind of wanted to have this conversation. You've literally been a breath of fresh air because literally so easy to deal with and um, when we asked for the request he was more than happy to uh, spare his time oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually excited and I feel um, I feel say I'd say privileged to be invited so um, oh, nice, nice much appreciated much appreciated it, it goes both ways I'm much appreciated on my end as well so <laughs> cool so before we actually start we like to do like a little bit of an icebreaker yeah so we've got some questions that um yeah that maybe we could just fire past you is this like the quick fire round quick fire <laughs> round quick fire round yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Right. Let's do the, the first one round. is um your favorite food Ooh, italian italian wow, okay mm-hmm. your favorite film oh man sorry i was gonna um, favorite film, favorite film. Um, oh, yeah, you can swear, you like, you can swear if you want to. It's fine. Okay, I'll just <laughs> uh, official suspects. Okay, cool. Uh, that's a good choice. Uh, it's actually a good choice. <laughs> um, favorite album. Um, oh, such a difficult one. Um, is a, a jigger one, one a Jay a Jay Z one. Uh, so so you know, I, okay, so I'm gonna ask you, Jay Z or Nas, so we know where you are. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm yeah yeah I'm <laughs> cool. I mean that's pretty much like that. Okay, sorry. And your favorite book? What's the last good book you read? Or um, I tell you what, I, I've in the last year I've I've been quite um consistent with. I haven't been reading, but I've been in, doing audio books, and um, yeah. one that I tend to recommend quite a lot. Um, just for a, a general kind of says so I'd say business, but it's more like self development. Is um, I think it's the art of, art of, art of excellence by Jim Rohn. I think it's art. okay. Yeah, I think I I just find him um, why I like his why I liked his audio books is because it's actually him speaking. No, it's not and, um, someone else. And it's um yeah, and it's a mixture. Sorry, art of exceptional living by Jim Rohn. Okay. And, uh, and it's I I don't know I I just find that his his humor his delivery. The way he, the things that he does, really resonates with me. And I've, I found that that book, I've recommended a lot of books. That one tends to come up quite consistently. That's a strong book. What's the last book you read, Jay? That you thought? Um, so it's interesting. The last book I actually read, sort of start to finish, was um, actually Charlemagne's book. Uh, okay. 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 About um, anxiety. So his books about anxiety. Yeah, anxiety. So it's Charlemagne the um the interviewer, Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's about um dealing with anxiety and how he he's dealt with that. How he overcame. Um, yeah, in his in his life and and career, um, it's actually it's a, it's a good read. Uh, it lets you know that it's obviously the world 
is getting more in tune with mental health, especially yeah. Yeah. for men and stuff like that. So it's actually good oh. to have someone give you that insight to themselves. Uh, yeah, obviously, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not actually something we as black black men talk about. So no, no. Uh, yeah, I think that's something that's a bit of a um, a no talk subject, especially when it starts coming around coming around mental health. People start getting into their shells a bit. They want to open up, I guess. At the same time, I think one of the downsides is we've never, we've never truly learned how to look at it yeah. and mm. and, um, and recognize it and then deal with it. So we're quite stunted in, in that respect because often we um, it's very black and white. You are either yeah. good or, <laughs> yeah. or you wasn't good. And when you wasn't, yeah. you're kind of thrown in the bin. So we've never really dealt with that. You know, if you've ever had a friend or family, once they've gone to that point, growing up, for, for sure, it's obviously it's, times are kind of changing now. But growing up, it was very black and white. You was good or you weren't good. And and we just didn't, we didn't deal with it very well. I mean, that leads me on to, obviously, you talk about growing up and friends and family what what are your roots are they obviously i'm guessing you're from you're a london boy so um but what part Londoner. so i'm south london born and bred man south is where it's at bro what is wrong with you people <laughs> does anyone come from anywhere else but south london the best, the best the best ones come from south it sounds <laughs> like it i guess so i mean so Man, it's a beautiful place. I mean, as a, so obviously we look at your 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 um, accomplishments. I mean, your latest one is the property shack, yeah. um, and I mean you you describe yourself as a a, a houseler, which a I think is a great great play on words. Is that something you've always taken through? Because obviously you've done music, you've been in fashion, you've been in movies. Ooh. Is that something that you know you've always considered yourself as a hustler or? You know, I've always, I've always have been a hustler because is it's um and be, you know it, it tends to it tends to growing up it had it had very it was very much just a street word wasn't it mm-hmm. get a bit older and then, it, then it's quite derogative um, derogatory but then I noticed as times changed like I was a really early follower of Gary V I met Gary V in yeah. two thousand twelve and oh, wow. uh, yeah I met him a long time ago I've I've, I've, I've I've, I've been knee deep in this shit and he he uses a term very casually and I noticed it became very common and very yeah. com- commercial not him but it became commercialized and I thought well if you're hustling it's a, it's a verb isn't it you do you're, you're doing stuff you're getting active for people that are really by that life it resonates on a whole nother level so for me like the fact that I've done all of those if I've worked in one of these different kind of industries I just thought it was, it's a constant hustle life's a hustle so everyone can relate to that but the house lad just thought well you know it's it's I got to a point where it said like you can do all of these things but it's nice to kind of um what I'd say is go sort of inch wide and mile deep like really sink your teeth into something and I thought well it's 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 property and there's many different ways to get into the game but I thought I just generalized and said the house lad I noticed that um, I looked online and no one had ever really said it. So I thought, I'm going to coin that phrase. So I bought like the house of .com and I thought, I'm just going <laughs> slide it into, into, yeah, yeah. Slide it into to, to, to the phrases and stuff. And just, just own it, bro. Make it like, you know, you work hard at stuff, but it's about 
sometimes gamifying it and making it fun because work can be very serious and life can be very serious. So for sure, yeah, mm. yeah. I, I mean, I, I I love the play on words because even like even it sounds like house love, but isn't like house G- German for house? House is German, yeah, and yeah, and house, <laughs> yeah, that that type of house. It, it yeah, that's why I love I love the spelling. Cool. I love, yeah, that's why it's like yeah. it's different. Be, you you got to be different, bro. I mean, if you look yeah. at you look at um sort of if you look at something like maybe Seth Golden's Purple Cow, it the whole mm-hmm. premise is is be different, be different, be remarkable. So it doesn't take much to be remarkable. You might be remarkable just because you're the nicest or you're the quickest or you're you know whatever you are. But for me, I'm 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 a creative person at my core, so I'd like to let that shine through in a in a world that's very 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 conventional, very traditional. It's definitely where where my mind is at at the moment. So in terms of um, sort of falling into not falling into but um, getting involved in the in the property game, is yeah. that something that came naturally? How did that actually happen for you? Um, that sort of transition was uh, how did that come about? It was it's always been at the back of my mind um, because I just I just thought to myself it was one of those things that successful people did they either did it because they it was just a, a good investment to have or you know for me i you know i look at mi- most millionaires and they've either got a portfolio so that you know it's something they invest in as you know as, as assets because they're great assets to have generally or they've made their wealth through it and i you know something i always wanted to do but growing up i'd, I'd I didn't even know anyone that owned the house. You know, my parents don't own their own home. None of my friends really did. So it, I was very, um, it, was, it was kind of defragmented for me. It was, I just didn't get it. So I, I was stacking for years and my goal was just to buy my council flat. And that was it. I thought that's, you know, you that's say it. looking to the sunset, you buy a council flat. Yeah. Nina Brown, yeah? Nina huh? Brown, just buy the car uh, and that was it, yeah? <laughs> but yeah, you're, you're looking to the sunset and, and you're all good. And I kind of bumped into um, um, I bumped into a guy, and he said, "Oh, he's an investor," and and he, he just kind of gave me a couple of nuggets. But I'm a guy; if you give me a couple of nuggets, bro, I'll I'll dig and dig and dig and dig. So, like, was that something? I mean, obviously, we talked about you wanting to be. Uh, obviously, you've been in different like industries and stuff. Yep. What did you want to be when you were younger? What, what did you have your mindset on? When I I tell you what I went when I was thirteen. I, I went to um, uh, my, my business studies teacher said he, he told me what uh, uh, we was talking and he said something about an entrepreneur. And I was like, oh, what's that? He says, oh, an entrepreneur. And I was like, what the fuck is an on-? Like, I like the sound of that. And he explained to me what that was. And from then I said, that's that's me. Um, I just wanted to be an entrepreneur. And, I, and I, I, my passions were anything creative. So I could draw, I could write, I could, you know, generally anything creative but I was lucky that I had business I liked business as well I had a bit of business acumen uh, mm. so that's ultimately I just always wanted to work for myself always that's cool. yeah. ah, so you, you you've never actually had a nine-to-five not really no I've kind of um not not career-wise so I think when I was about when I was about 16 17 I think I worked I did like a, I worked in like a recording studio when I was about 18. I did that. I did like short jobs. I remember I worked, I did linen room um, in a hotel when I was about 18. Um, 
no, I've never, I've never had a career job as such. The only thing I've done consistently, I did, um, I did a lot of TV work. So I started off doing extra work, and I, I did that consistently while I did other things. So it was like a bit of a buffer. Yeah. And I think when maybe two thousand and maybe two thousand and eight nine, I did. I think it was around two thousand and ten. I I was a a residential care worker in a children's home. Oh wow! For, for like two years, I did that for two years while um just trying to stack peas to get to pay for me to um exhibit at a trade show with with a clothing brand that I had at the time. So um, I did that. I kind of fell into it, and I ended up sort of enjoying it. And but um, no, I've never, I've never had a job, really. Yeah, I'm, I'm envious of, of people like you. I'm not gonna lie, because <laughs> <laughs> you know what it is when you have that, <laughs> when you have that kind of um, spark, or um, when your your brain is already set up like that yeah. early. Yeah, you kind of sort of navigate the world kind of differently. Whereas if you are someone who who's uh if the switch comes on a bit later in life and you're already down the career path you're like oh man i'm here but i don't even want to be here and i should have i should have pivoted here yeah like is there any advice you'd give to someone who is trying to make that switch and they have like a career they have a job that brings in x amount of money like how how does one actually switch from being Mm -hmm. Nine to five to being an entrepreneur. Do you know what's funny? Until like I, I spoke to someone recently, and I didn't know that it was a thing until they said it. Because they said, "Chat like most people, uh, not most people." They said that there's a lot. There's quite a, a, a strong percentage of people that don't like what they do, and mm-hmm. they do. But and I was like, that makes no fucking sense to me. I don't. Get that. <laughs> but she said you've yeah. not been wired like that, so it it would make sense that you kind of explain it. And I, I guess. Um, I, I remember saying to someone what was sort of grow, growing up, what was my biggest challenges and now like my biggest advantages because mm. I don't have those elements of fear. You know, my mum kind of has them. Yeah. She was always like, nah, I couldn't, the unknown, I, you know, I, I, yeah. I don't like that. I'm like, but that's how I grew up, mum. So it's, <laughs> it's natural. <laughs> I didn't know where anything was going to come from. But but generally, I'd say for, to most people is... um. I read in in a book called Shoe Dog by Phil Knight, who owned yeah. Yeah. Knight, and he basically said his biggest piece of advice to people he in his book he said thirty and under, but I'd say generally is um, focus on your calling as opposed to your job. If you yeah, can so find, if you can find your calling, bro, yeah. I, I feel like that is that's one of the biggest. Um, I say steps, not really a step, but in terms of your focus, if you can find that thing, I just, I, I just think things kind of work. The universe kind of works in a way. It does. It does. It's ways for you, bro. And it sounds a bit. People say, oh, it sounds sort of like, ah, uh, airy fairy, but it kind of does. And if you want to be super duper practical, then it really is about really finding the breadline that you know what's the minimum i could live in so i can mm-hmm. live on so i can maybe reduce exactly. my hours so i can yeah. free up the hours and i think once you free up those hours it really comes down to you grinding like everything depends on it but if it's ultimately your calling or something that you love 
you will get more passion from that whether you're getting paid or not. Yes, this is exactly it. Um, well, they, 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 I think this is the conversation we were having before, <laughs> before we had this call. So, obviously, from, I'm on fire I'm, right I'm, now. I mean, currently, <laughs> he's going he's gonna to crucify me after this call. I'm not saying that I was, I'm pro, I'm pro work, I'm just a bit different in like, regards yeah. to measuring. I mean, obviously, I've had to make the decision sometimes to jump into stuff. Yeah. Um, but reading this book at the moment, well, listening to this book um, called Outwitting the Devil. I've heard that's a brilliant book. Yeah, it is. It's, it's very, is it, is very. It Napoleon, is it Napoleon Hill? Yeah, Napoleon Hill. I've got the SoundCloud if you, I can pass it over to you after yes, we finish please. this. But there you go. Quick plug. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's, it's really good because it talks about fear and it talks about um, how basically Napoleon Hill is having this conversation with the devil. And it basically, without spoiling it too much, he just talks about um, the and the devil basically gives him the the mechanics of how he works. When okay. we talk about the devil, yeah. you don't have to. This is not us going back to church. We're just talking about <laughs> negative energy <laughs> and yeah. toxic, toxic, toxic energy. Yeah, because I, I know some listeners are going to be like, "Bro, what is this man preaching about, bro? This is not that kind of podcast." But I'm saying, when you talk about that negative energy, that he will occupy, that will occupy any space where there's fear. So where there's doubt, any part of your brain that has self-doubt or anything that has fear, the devil can spin that into something and make you into a drifter. 100%, man. So, you know, you literally go through life without having a purpose, without having a call. Mm -hmm. But what I was trying to explain to Jay before the call was, you know, it's all about social impact and it's all about purpose. I mean, you mentioned kids. Yeah. Um, and I've seen, like, you know, you're very heavily involved with, with youth and kids and yeah. stuff. Is yeah. that something, is that one of your passions, social impact and giving I'd back? Say, I'd say, um, yeah, it's it, it's not one of it. I think it's, if you scale everything back, like, if you really, really scale things back, because we're not, we don't often do that. And especially, I would, one, say for, for our people, sometimes we can get wrapped up in, in, in the wrong things or we overcompensate. So you find a lot of the youths and big people as well, you know, we wear certain brands and chains and cars and, lo and a lot of that is overcompensation. For what will vary in different people. But for me, it's like when you scale things back, like, you know, so I say I want to, you know, I want to grind, I want to be entrepreneur and I want to make all this money. But if you scale it back, I say, why, why do you want to do that? Like, what's yeah. it actually for? Um, and I think at my very core, it's always been to, 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 I feel, I think feel self-accomplished, but even that, what is, does that do? And that, I think it is to create legacy and to help other people. So yeah. as, as much as mine, it's always been, I'm the oldest of, my mum's got six kids, I'm the oldest of six. So um, on that, that's just on my mum's side. So wow. I'm a provider, but it goes beyond that because if I saw something in my community or saw something happening locally around me that wasn't good, that would actually affect me. Like I'd think about it. I'd have, I'd have, it would have an impact on me. So I think if we kind of look into our core and, and just have a self-awakening, we realize what we actually are. And so I think at my core, I am, that's just what I want to do. And it comes very natural to me um, just to, to help others. I mean, sometimes, we're good at different things and I just feel like um, I connect quite easily with people and it's easy. It, it just, it's just, it's just natural. So that's something that I said, I want to always, um, I want to quite heavily focus on. So young people, especially the kids that kind of get into the isms, schisms, you know, 
um, the ones that get into trouble, ex-offenders, that I want to essentially, or eventually go into more of that work. But when you say going to that work, are you talking about teaching? Because obviously you talked about the impact that, that your business studies teacher had on you yeah. in regards to entrepreneurship. Are you yeah. looking to teach them, give them that um, nugget? Or are you looking to literally go down another route or tell them to, you know, stay in school, do a Nice no, I mean, obviously, that's not against your. I think I think times have changed, bro. So stay it's, in school. It's, it's um no, I get it, but I think times have changed, and it and we just it's just understanding people. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah. one, you might not need to stay in school. It might be mm. me saying to him, actually, school's fucking you up, bro. Like mm, your peer groups, groups stunted. You're actually very smart. You should maybe just go and shadow someone. Yeah, like someone might like his mom or you know his people might say that's not very good advice. I'm like, but he can't. Again, if I tap into my own advice and say, find your calling. If he finds his calling and he's calling and he can find someone that can help him navigate that, he will. Um, as long as he puts that grind in, you can never put in a hundred percent and lose, bro. You never. No. For me, it's just it's it's people ain't we're not two dimensional anymore, one dimensional, bro. So some guys. They they might be better off not being in education. They don't have the attention span. Some people think like we all think and learn differently. And, and obviously, back in the days, you'd have got beaten because you can't sit still. Well, now they address it as different things. But some people think better on their feet. Some people are more attention to detail. They like detail and data. That's not me, bro. So if I was taught in that environment, you'd consider me. I'd be considered an idiot. But they say if you if you um if you measure uh, you know, we're all geniuses in our own way. And they said, if you measure a fish on his ability to climb a tree, you'd make a fish feel like he's a fool. So I think my, the work I want to do is just kind of just really practical work. And, and I think there's two sides to it. It's one, showing people that can directly identify with me on a, on a, on a very human level and, and a cultural level. And then the other side is just saying, well, you know, talking, just, just that engagement. Some say, oh, I've, I'm stupid or I can't read, I can't listen. You're not stupid, bro. You just, you just ain't done it the right way. There's an algorithm to it, man. There's 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 a rhythm to it. Um, there will be groups of people that all I call it um like our tribes. Everyone's got their own tribe. You get a group of people that just all think exactly the same way. I think obviously what you're saying along with the lines of you know finding your calling um is also a case of normalizing uh, yeah. the journey for people. So yeah. telling people that it is okay to be to not know what you want to do it is okay to have a, a time of unsurety um yeah of being unsure so obviously you talk about your calling quite a bit and we know that you found your calling in what you're doing now yeah and you're still working towards you don't know what obviously callings are dynamic so it can change, can change. throughout yeah throughout life but do you think that you um identify it very quickly and how did you go about doing that? Was it something that just like you woke up, aha moment, bang? No. Or it's... was it a case of, was it over time? No, it's, it's time, bro. Because everything, every part of my journey that I've, it's funny because I'm like, I'm going to be, I'm going to be 40 next year. And every part of my journey at the time felt like it was, this is, this is, the, this is it, bro. This is, oh. this is, I'm <laughs> a bus, man's gone. <laughs> is I've gone rude, but, but it's only until like the last sort of two years I've realized when people said, Oh, you, you know, you seem like you're doing really well. And it's, and it took me to kind of like get to this point. I realized, you know, it's not that I've, I'm doing really well in a short space of time. 
it's because I've been grinding for about 20 years, guys. And it's, it's, an, it's an amalgamation of all of it. So all those mm-hmm. times when I took all those, those losses years ago and they felt like failures and I just picked myself up and carried on again, it's compounded. And so mm-hmm. it's just understanding that no matter where you're at, you're supposed to be there. And if you like, yeah. you, if you like it, crack on. If you don't like it, you can literally change it just like that. See, Brad? Listen, I am not against that. <laughs> I, I, I am not against anything that is nothing about changing it. I feel like we live in an age right now, it's an information age. We, we have so much, like, so basically, I was telling someone the other day, that there's no time ever in history to be, you could be whatever you want yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, you can pick up a laptop and learn how to do anything that you wanted to do. Nothing is un- unreachable. Yeah. But I also have a sense of measure with, with, with what I do. Yeah. Because, yes, it is good being that risk taker, doing that out and understanding. But as long as you understand that with those consequences, you're, if, if you win 100% of the time, yeah. it's me. It's all me. But if you lose, yeah. it's all me still yeah. and a lot of people can't can't get that yet as much as they are ready to take that risk but they're not ready to take that responsibility yeah of it just in case it does go pear-shaped yeah then they can't really take that on so like obviously that just goes on to my question we talk about failures and obviously you mentioned that before losses yeah. and l's and stuff yeah. are you very transparent about those or are you like, yeah bro, I, I think what i need to do is 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 I feel like part of my social responsibility now is to be even more transparent. You know, say, oh man, like you know, the last few months have been, I felt like this or I felt like that. But I understand life goes in cycles, and most things do. Business does, you know. So I spoke to people when I was going for whatever I was going for. I speak to people that are. They say you got three types of people. You got people ahead of you, like i.e. mentors. You got your peer group on the same level as you. And you, they can share things in, in real time. And you've got people beneath you who you can educate. And it's about just always constantly going, working through those tears. And mm. I feel for me, it is about being super transparent, I, I, especially for us as a people, because we just don't have it, bro. We don't yeah. have it. We don't have, we don't have legacies like that. That's I, I think it's seen, I think it's also seen as a, as a chink in your armor. It's yeah. very seen as a as a vulnerable thing, you know, to come out and say, you know, I'm struggling with this or Again, I'm not. We're shooting ourselves in the foot because we yeah. we've got this we've got this false bravado. What's it for? It's part of the, the it's issue. A mechanism, like because it's not even based on anything tangible. We're we're doing that because we're overcompensating for something else. So that vulnerability is your more people, if they're honest with themselves, will be able to relate. But where do you think that stems from, though? Where do you think we get that from? Obviously, because this is this is this yeah, is generational. That goes into history. That goes into like us having to survive as a people, going through mm-hmm. what, having um, to conform, having to conform. It's all part of so it's, it's 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 you know survival mechanisms, bro. And and we've got yeah. a lot of undoing to do. But I feel like again, you can only do what you can do. And my thing is, I would rather do what I can. And know that I've tried, then saying, you know what, the world's fucked. I'm just going to leave them to it and just crack yeah. and look yeah. after myself and take care of my kids and my immediate friends and and have a good life and leave everyone to it. For me, it's like, nah, I'm I'm sharing that shit. I'm 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 being vocal because it's because it's real. 
And when you get to a certain level, I notice most successful people all have very similar traits and they learn how to do things a certain way. And they're very good at sharing things. A lot of successful people are very, very good at sharing things. Maybe not publicly, but with... Amongst themselves. Yeah, Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. And and I've, I've been fortunate enough to see it. They're very in tune with themselves, the universe, how things work. And I'm like, I need to take this but my responsibility is to give it back to my people. It's yeah. all good me sharing it with my brethrens and men like you lot and saying, yeah, boom, you should do this because it works. It's about me saying, nah, and me, because the reality is, as much as we don't do it for whatever reason, if I went and shared that, people can turn around and say whatever they want. But the reality is it doesn't impact me, bro. Yeah. It actually makes me stronger, but we don't, we, we've yet to see that. We've yet for... For guys that are, are olders, people we look up to that have done it and come out the other end to leave that um, legacy. Yeah. yeah, I think, I, th- I think, I mean, we always ask the question. I mean, obviously, we've got it on our Golden Circle page as well. Am um, I my brother's keeper? Yeah, and I think a lot of those words they're really good and they they are good on paper because they sound great. But you know, when we when I when I proper deep it and I think, oh, you know what? Okay, are we are we actually out here being our brother's keeper? Are we doing right by each other? Yeah. Um, and I think there are sometimes even in in jest. Like I was part of um, a, a, a betting group before, and you know, you know, you, yeah. every weekend, you know, you put down a fiver, you put down a flutter, and if one guy would win, you know, just people would say, "Well done, bro," but you know, deep down, it's not well done. It's like it's that envy, it's that hate. So do you feel like sometimes, obviously you've been going through it for 20 years, you've been yeah. going for a long time. Do you feel that obviously within your media circle, friends, yeah. people you've come into contact with, do you feel that envy has strained that sometimes? Brother, it, it, it can do, but that's part of life. And yeah. uh, one of the things Jim Rohn says that I've always loved and, and, and it's been quite prevalent of late is that he says, don't wish for things to be easy wish for the strength to be able to deal with them. And once you start looking at it like that, you can't expect things to change. I can't expect to not go through it. I can't expect people to not mean to not have to deal with bad mind and not have to deal with this and not have to deal with... Sometimes it's your own family and friends that are the worst people, bro. Yeah, but I was, I'm saying that. I was telling Jay that. It's the yeah. same thing. It's him, bro. It's him. He's like that. Such a bad man, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm a good guy. It's, 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 again, it's for us to just understand, bro, we all have a journey and, they will, and it will vary, but we'll all deal with disappointment and we just have to learn how to and mm-hmm. how to remove the emotion and just understand, oh, this is just part of the process. And it's not even so much that people are bad, it's just that they're inflicting their internal things they're dealing with onto you. So you go and create a masterpiece and you share it to your brethren and he's like, nah, it's all right. Sorry. Like, what a pussy <laughs> 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 It's not that he's that. He's thinking to himself, why am I going to big up your thing when I ain't even done my own thing yet? Mm. How does that make yeah. you feel? And I think so- I think it's a reflection on their own insecurities sure. or, their own, or their own ability <laughs> Um, to not produce something of that caliber yeah. or quality, and that's but no that's one appreciates the, uh, the time that goes into it. I guess the best way to lead those that you love and and, and those that you leave is, is to be the best version of yourself. 
So if you do do those things and you don't get the reception you kind of expect, it's it's just to keep cracking on, bro. And hopefully mm. you'll inspire them. It might take 30 years. Some friends might come and say, bro, no, I never, ever believed you could do that. But I've watched you consistently. Now it's only taken me 20 years, but I might follow in your footsteps or I might try a thing. Do you mind giving me a hand? And it's about having uh, the decency to say, even though you're, you've been a pussy for the last 20 years, <laughs> uh, yeah, I will help you because that's not well, a reflection of me. There's a story about two guys who go, go back and forth. They're in a village and they go back and forth. They walk two miles every day for water. Yeah. And um, one guy goes to him, you know what? There must be a better way of, of getting the water to the village. Why yeah. the fuck are we going back and forth like donkeys, bro? He's like, you know what? I'm going to build a pipe that goes from the well to the village. The guy, other guy was like, you know what? Dead all that. That's dead. I don't, why am I doing that? I'm going to go and chill. I've done all my hard work. I'm going to chill with the guys in the village. Yeah. The guy does it every day for a year, comes back in a year time. The guy's only halfway through. And he comes up to him. He goes, bro, where's your water? Yeah? You're not making any strides. You might as well just come and chill. Yeah. He was like, no, nah, I'm going to crack on. Keep going. Two years later, he gets to the village running water. Same friend comes and goes, bro, can I have some water? And the guy goes, of course, I built this for you. Not because, and the guy looks surprised because he's like, well, bro, after all the things I've said to you, all the bad things he said, well, to be honest, it doesn't work that way. I've, my main intention was to build it for my people. Yes. My main intention was to, I had the good, pure heart of doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So now it's built, why would I change my mind? Yeah, you yeah. know. And I think it's that's where people have that, you know, when you talk about all these guys who are doing like music now, rap now, all these different things, and they're in uh, a community that is, I mean, a little bit more, I would say, controversial. You want to say, you say the hood or however people say yeah. it. Mm. And they get out of that and then people quick to say, oh, you know what, they're selling out or Fair they're doing this or they're doing that. And I feel like sometimes it's like, well, to be honest, sometimes they're just, they're going through the system. Yeah. And they're trying to get to the other side to, to then bring back. You yeah. know, it's not like as soon as, you know, if you think about the people who came here, Windrush. Yeah. You know, my nan came here in the in the 50s. And as soon as she touched down, it wasn't a case of, oh, let me just send back. Yeah. It was a case of they have to work. They have to settle. And then hey, they send. Yeah, you know you, I mean? You've got to set yourself up. Exactly. So I feel sometimes it can be seen as um, a bit of a, I don't know, our, our, our community, our culture can be a bit harsh sometimes. We're um, kind of our own worst enemy in, in one respect. And, and, and that's why I've learned to, you grow up very hard. So you take things very personally. You don't know how to accept criticism and you don't know how to deal with a lot of things. And um, you get older. I, I thought what was really, um, really eye-opening is, is seeing, because we're at a stage where we're seeing you know, rap, they say it's quite a new genre, but it's, it's, maturing, it's maturing nicely. Like Jay said, we've not seen any um, old oh, age rappers. rappers. Yeah, 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 we've never sure. seen it. So in that sense, it's still new. Like rappers are only just hitting 50. That's nothing, bro. Mm, yeah. You know, when, you know, so, and, and what I saw was the maturity levels in rappers, you know, having empathy and, you know, the typical stories most people grow up with about their dads, but seeing rappers say, right, actually, I forgive him, my man. I've learned to forgive. I've learned, and, and that for me was eye-opening. I, I, I saw 
Jay do it, Beanie Siegel, a lot of guys were like, this guy wasn't around, but I've got to a certain age and now actually I forgive him. And, and what you see is that even if the person deserves it or not, that's neither here nor there. It's the growth that it allows the individual to have within themselves. This, this is a great segue. So since we're talking about rap, right? So I was, I think I was about eight. When yeah. Tupac died, right? So I don't really remember the impact, yeah. but I, I remember the music as I got older. I used yeah. to listen to this stuff and be like, "Wow, this guy was, this guy was different. He had Wait, obviously he came from where he came from, yeah. but he he was thinking about the future, yeah, having yeah. an impact on people and whatever." Um, so, in terms of um, Nipsey Hussle passing away uh, in the manner that he did, yeah, um, I, I'm 32. Like he's literally like an older brother, he's like 33. So oh. I've been listening to him as he's been maturing. So yeah. he's from the point where he was in in the life where he was, yeah. he aspired to be something else, started investing, started trying to help people in his community, all of that stuff. Yeah. And then to pass away in the way that he did, yeah. how, how do you feel in terms of people that have, what do you, what do you think his impact will be going forward in terms of not just his rapping ability but just the legacy he had and the impact he have on people uh, coming up now not necessarily rappers just people that are teenagers now listening to his music going yeah. back uh, and being inspired by by sort of what he tried to do yeah. at least I feel like he did he did exactly what he was supposed to do uh, the only problem we have is that obviously his passing was forced Yes, it wasn't, yeah. it wasn't you can kind of, it's easy to digest if it was like like left eye or a leer or something like that. Is it was it was you know they're all tragic, but you know it's a, that makes it a bit harder to digest. But but he was doing phenomenal things because you don't you don't hear that narrative in that voice with those clothes on. Exactly oh. that narrative because again he. He he's doing stuff because he's he, again he's growing into himself and he's saying well I'm learning about legacy and wealth and all of these things where mm. five years ago I just wanted to wear a chain and 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 fuck two gal this is this is a whole nother level of thinking and completely health completely generational wealth Doctor Zebi and all of those kinds of things and I was like wow that's 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 interesting for him to because the reality is most people know that stuff but they won't bang on it. Nope. They won't promote it. A man ain't going to say to you, Rude, but you need to eat more vegetables, you know. It's interesting. Because it doesn't make them look cool. And my it family, doesn't. I grew up not having nice things, but I was deemed cool because I was a cool guy. So then what it did, it made me realise that it's not your stuff that makes you cool. That's so I, I... Yeah, but I am not... I weren't a victim, so I never really spent money on designer brands. A lot of men can't step out unless the, the, everything's in check. And so he, he, he did things that, well, it's cool because I've said it's cool and I'm cool. Dr. Zebby's cool because I'm cool. Mm -hmm. And so yeah. he did that. And so when he passed, I thought, it's an amazing, the impact was incredible because oh. he never had one bad thing said about him. It was just all people was like, you know, they, you know, people's uniting and everyone was just like, <laughs> it's very unfortunate, 
but it was it was as far as leg, you know, if you had to go and you got that kind of reception, bro, then you've done well. Like yeah. his his legacy that, that he left has I thought was so solid. But what I what what kind of was a bit of a grab for me was a lot of people were reposting shit that he'd done. But I'm like, but how many of you look will do that? Like, it's, I don't, it's, I don't want to. It's, it's, it's the execution. Yeah, how, I don't want to see you posting all of the great things that he's done because all you're going to do is post. You're going to wake up tomorrow and just go back to doing all the ignorant shit that he was trying to get you to. Uh, if that's not going to wake yeah. your eyes up, then I don't know what will, bro. So the man's, I see man posting posting stuff about Dr. Sebi and they're eating a bacon sandwich at the same like, time. Man's eating pepper chicken now. They need to be like, That's ridiculous. And again, but I understand bad habits don't, you know, they it, it can take a lot. But it's about being mindful. I'm saying don't bang him up and talk about those things if you're not even open to it. You're not even open yeah. to trying. I'm not saying go around and be a vegan tomorrow, but even little things like this, this is you moving towards that. So if someone said, if, if, you know, if God came down and said, all right, cool, you want bang Nipsey, what have you done in light? Like, you obviously admired him, but what have you done in light of that? You could say, well, I've, I've at least, I've discussed it amongst my peers. We decided to set up a platform where we can talk about it and, and hopefully impact more people. You're doing the right thing. And it's not about, it's, you're not in competition with anyone else. As long as you're doing something, I think then it makes a difference. Most people just, they do it for the grand, bro. I don't like that stuff. Yeah, I think that's part of the problem with, with the world as it is um, right now. Yeah. Because you can see a lot of, a lot of things. So you, whether you, you see what Nipsey Hussle is trying to do, whether you listen to Gary V, yeah. whether you have friends that have passed away, but at the same time, something there has to be a trigger, yes, for something to change. Because I, I used to listen listen to Gary V. I've listened to all his his stuff, but it never it never motivated me. It never made me want to think like, oh, I need to try to do something I'm passionate about. Yeah. I just like, oh yeah, this guy this guy knows what he's talking about. That's yeah. cool. And then, and then <laughs> on to the next thing. But yeah. like now, when I listen to certain things, when I listen to certain tracks from Nipsey Hussle when yeah. I listen to a Gary V snippet I'm like it it resonates like even even today I was reading not reading I listened to something where he was like I don't care if you're a lawyer and you make 400k a year if you don't if you don't like it yeah. you're losing I was, yeah. like, I was like wow so it's not really about the money it's no about it's not about money what you're actually is it passion do you feel passionate about it? Does it excite you in the morning to be ready to do it? Because it's what's lacking. we live in a world where everything is about non-reality. So all the gram, really, most people on the gram aren't real. So they've just got yeah. an internet life. You've got people, people, people putting up a lifestyle, images of a lifestyle. They all look like they don't work. <laughs> but I'm like, how can you all not work? That doesn't make any that sense. Make no sense. But that's what they portray because it looks good to look like you just holiday all the time, you've got ni- loads of nice clothes. Blah, blah, blah. So we're all trying to portray a lifestyle and ultimately get to a lifestyle we have all this dough. We need people that's got dough that says, bro, it's hard. That's, not, that's not it. That's not, once you get there, look how much rich people are unhappy, bro. <laughs> and that's because they don't have the things in life that's fulfilling. So go and get, like you said, my man's going to say, it, but it takes someone like him that's got it or Nipsey or other you know, um, high-level wealth makers to say, bro, 
I'm telling you, this won't make you happy unless you fix the things in your life that you need to have. Exactly. And we need real conversation from people that ev- most people look up to for them mm-hmm. to say real shit. Like, bro, I'm telling you, I worked, I got all of this. And I was not happy. I'm not. Look at Robin Williams and people like that. And you think, but well, that doesn't make sense. He pledged. Yeah. He, he's does. had, he's had, they have, they have, I mean, I think the conundrum is like, they have everything, but yet have nothing in the nothing. same breath. And it's like, well, flipping out. Like, if you think about it, like these men are living in mansions, but they're still killing themselves or, you know, they live in this kind of thing and they still battle with depression or they go through like mad bouts of anxiety or and all that stuff. And we sit in our our place where our bills are paid for, we've got our stuff doing, we've got a little hustle going on, but it's like, well, no, I'm not happy enough until I get to there. And but the problem is is that you don't you don't sit back and take stock of what you've already got and give thanks. And I'm exactly. I'm a big person on that. But giving giving thanks to what you have. Um, but not just but then but also not settling at the same time yeah if you have a measured approach and a strategic approach of what you want to get go out there and get it but don't think about don't think it's going to be the money never do it for the money if you do it for the as you said do it for the purpose yeah the money will follow so because that is literally a bonus we say bad i should quit my job tomorrow Listen, I don't told you already what I need to say to you. Don't come with that rubbish. <laughs> I, is, this, I, I try... is this the bang on Brad show? Is the bang on Brad, Brad, you know? Had every, a... every, every, everyone bangs on Brad. The we, front, had the conversation. we had a conversation. Because I'm in a place right now where I'm kind of battling whether I should keep my 9 to f- Well, yeah, keep my 9 to 5. Or yeah. um, make the plunge. Yeah. Um, and try and sort of try and do something else that I'm a bit more passionate about. Well, for, uh, for me, it sounds e- I make it sound easy. My thing is, they say, do you want to know what the next five years looks like? Just look at the last five. And if you want some sort of changes in the next five, then you can't have change and not change. Mm. And much as, you know, because if your job's great, then, then you're laughing. If it's not, then the only thing you've got to deal with is your your own expectations really? You, you, it's it, nothing anyone else else says matters because people say, "Oh my God, why did you do that?" To big man, you didn't give me what I needed while I was there, so I don't work for you. The reality is, no one, no one matters, bro. Seriously, no one matters. The only person that matters is yourself, and obviously the people that you directly impact. But nine times out of ten, if you're doing the thing that you enjoy doing, it will have a better it have a more of an impact on those anyway so it it might just be you really focusing on what is that thing what is that thing what is that thing and i'd say like i'd say just go for it man so technically <laughs> what are you saying okay hold on before you start with your evil smirk we talked about we talked about we talked about impact didn't we did you did talk impact? About impact. You did. okay cool and i did mention about <laughs> measured approach and impact I'm I'm a big advocate for impact. Okay. I said if you if you're doing what you're doing and you're doing what like you know what you love doing, yeah. then cool, go for it. But yeah. the decisions that you make, one, you have to be a man enough to to own up to those decisions, whether they pay off or not. And the other part is, is that they will have an impact, whether you want it or not, on other people. Because yeah. the people that you directly you know associate with, like obviously I've got kids, so my thing is if I make a decision today. I've yeah. got a kid and wife, yeah. all that stuff. It's going to impact them. 
yeah. simple as if I don't make that decision or I do decide on doing that, but then cool. But if I know I need to get out of a situation, I can measure it. So I'll say, yeah. okay, you know what? I'll give myself a month. I'll give myself two months. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say, okay, knee jerk. Here you go. Bang. Because realism hits me. And as I say, maybe it's different because obviously you're saying that from your growing up, you've never been in that system where yeah. you had to punch a clock nine yeah. to five. Yeah. But for everyone, it's different. And as yeah. you, you've noticed before, some people have been in that. So the switch yeah. is different. And this is what I was trying to say to Jay. Like, if we're working on something where you've been in nine to five, you've yeah. been in nine to five for a portion of your, of your, of your, well, all yeah. of your career, yeah. you've been in an office, the switch yeah. doesn't happen overnight. Yes, yeah. it will push you to do stuff and you get excited over the first day, first month, first yeah. two, three months. But when that pressure hits, because you haven't acclimatized to it as yet, as quick, yeah. not saying you won't, it just takes a little bit of time to yeah. get to there. And then you haven't found that thing. Then you start to panic. When you panic, you start making irrational and ill-informed decisions because you yeah. didn't measure. Yeah. And that's it. That's all I'm saying to you. That's all I said to you, bro. So maybe, maybe, your thing, maybe your thing isn't really about just just running off and doing so. It might be you need to be a part of something. So then it's not then it's not too sort of far far a reach. Do you understand? It might it, rather than you saying, "Well, I'm going to go out and go away and set up a brand new thing and just be my own boss." It might be you might you might find that you you might find solace in in becoming sort of working in an environment where you're sort of like a band of brothers together, whether it's two, three man or whatever. And mm. you build something from the ground up that you fucking love, bro. And then it makes it kind of different. It's not so much of a, of a, it's not so dependent on yourself. Yeah. I mean, part of the reason is um, prior to, to this decision, I, I mean, so, so we, as a collective, so there's four of us in the yeah. Golden Circle that we started. So I didn't have this particular outlet before. Yeah. Um, or we didn't. I didn't have like a plan. We, there was no plan to build something that's like a legacy-driven pr- project. Yeah. Um, and I feel like I get that outlet with with these guys. So for me, the nine to five is not important anymore. Yeah. Like I still obviously need to make money to to keep the lights on and stuff, yeah. but. The actual office work yeah. doesn't fulfill me. It doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I come into the office and I'm looking at everyone sideways. Like my <laughs> manager's talking to me. I'm like, I don't want to hear what you're saying to me right now. So it's like, for me, it's become a place where I'm like, I don't even want to be here. Like, I'm sure there'll, there'll be loads of people listening to this and feeling the same way. Um, but I would say, I would always say, I mean, I'm, I'm sure Shaq has got some advice for them. But I mean, I've, if we haven't mentioned it before, I always see it as a measured approach. Mm. I mean, use what you have now as an enabler, as a foundation yeah. to jump yeah. to, to the new to new platform. Whether it's like you're going into work and you're learning a different tool, you're getting involved so you yeah. understand operations so you can yeah. run your own stuff. Exactly. I feel, I feel like that's where you lot have the massive advantage because there was a part of me that like there's a book called um, What Self-Made Millionaires Know, Think and Do. And... Someone put me onto it like years ago. I went to I went to jail as a kid, and um, I say kid, I was about twenty, twenty one, maybe twenty one. And that's uh, not kids. That's not kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's a grown. That's a grown ass man. Grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> I think I've got, 
I think I felt back. I think back. I think, oh, I was a kid, man. But I was a big man. <laughs> um, but I remember reading that, and he, his whole thing was like, there's two simplified, and again, quite an old book, but I loved it because it was a good read. And what I did was I'd buy the book, and when a couple of the men came out of jail, I'd give it to them. And I ended up gifting about 10, I remember buying it about 10 times because I'd always give it away to a man. And it said there's two different, there's two approaches, there's two ways to become a millionaire. You've got quick way, which is maybe about a five-year approach, and you've got the long approach, which is like a 20-plus year way. And the five-year one was literally like, you know, you work in an office or you have a job and you, un- you learn how, you learn, you get, you understand the infrastructure, the delivery, the approach, all of that. And then you do that for maybe two to three years. And then on the fourth year, you just go out on your onesies and you just teeth to customer base and you do, you know, but you just replicate, you rinse and repeat. And I, and I, there was a part of me that was envious of that approach. I thought I've never experienced that side. I've never had that, that corporate environment to learn that finesse. I'd see people with jobs and be like, "Raw, you man have got the finesse. So I'd probably see you guys out having after work drinks and being like, look at them, man, they're doing, you know, they, they, they've got that. They've got that yeah. thing. And you lot are probably doing it and looking at me like, fucking hell, look at him. He's just doing his own thing. And so, so my, my point is it always looks like the grass is always greener. Um, but it's about taking what you've got because there's value in everything. There's, there's a lot of value in what you lot have done because placed in another environment or God, you know, God willing, placed in your own environment where you are kind of pulling the strings, but you understand, you've got that mentality and you know how it works. Because I look at people who've got bosses and I've said to them, and I've, you know, I've got friends and they work and they say, oh, my boss, he's so shit. Like, I could <laughs> get a job with my eyes closed. And I'm like, why don't you? And then all the fear kicks in. I'm saying, but fear's not real because you just told me you could do his job. So you're lying or... You're scared. And then people, it's fear a lot of the time. Oh, but what if it doesn't work? Yeah, but if it doesn't work, like going back to what you were saying before, Jay, is even if even if B left and tried something and didn't work, what we don't realise is that not working is, is on purpose. Everything is the way it's meant to be. Because mm-hmm. that first thing you did leads you to the next thing you do. That might work or might not work, but they all have, they all lead you to something that does work. And then when you look back, you're like, Raj, you know what? If I never failed at that, that wouldn't have led me to this, which led me to meet that guy, which led me to maybe do a joint venture with that dude. You know, so it's all, it's all meant to be, but you've got to go in at a hundred. Yeah. That's the only thing. You've got to go in at a hundred and you've got to learn to follow Dan Pena talks about following like your gut instincts. And I think that's linked to kind of your calling, that thing that makes you say, do you know what? There's something about that that I have a love or I'm just fucking good at. 100%. And going with that with a hundred, you even whether you fail or do well, you're on point. It's just trust in the process, but and but cons- there's obviously other things that add to that, like things I do, like I, I try to do miracle mornings. And um, I've got my daily habits. So I think... What's, what's I, a Miracle Morning? Miracle Mornings. There's a book called Miracle Mornings. And um, it's, it's literally called Miracle Mornings. And the concept is just having a morning routine that basically say, win the mornings, win your day. And the morning routine is basically... Um, people spend anywhere from sort of five to ten minutes to maybe an hour on these things. But it's, it's, um, it's a silence meditation. Um, affirmations, 
visualization, exercise, reading, and scribing, writing. And okay. those those things, bro, like I've now this year, like 2020, I read my affirmations before bed and in the mornings. And just the extra bit of clarity that gives you, you're performing on them. Even if it's a marginal difference, it might be like a, a one to five percent difference. The impact that has on your day, bruv, is is next level. So, like, like, are you an early riser? Are you one of these guys who wake up at five in the morning? I'm a a vampire, but I've had to, um, I've had to try hard to become a morning guy. So it doesn't come naturally because I'm a guy that when it gets to ten, eleven, it feels like, yeah, this is, this is, this is. This is evening time. This is early evening for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. now, I, now I can get into things. And then <laughs> I go to bed at like two, three in the morning casually. But Same. then again, just looking at successful people, most of them, if you've done a study on sort of 2030, you're looking at 25, 26, 27, that are all early risers. So I thought to myself, I'm kind of shooting myself in the foot. Like these people been, been, been doing it, they're way, way ahead of me. You know, the Bransons, the Musk, you know, or even someone like Dwayne Johnson, the Rocky. Dwayne Johnson is a beast. What a beast. What a, beast. a beast. And so for me to not do that stuff, as much as you think to yourself, but I like my routine, it works for me. It's like, yeah, but I've done it for the last 30 odd years. So, so maybe, yeah. maybe change. this month, this year, next two years, this fucking change, bro. That's change. Try it. If them men are all doing it one way and they're all winning and they've obviously know something you don't know because they're doing better than man, just try their way for a year. If it doesn't work, you go back. But I've noticed the impact, brother, is next level. It's... That, this is what I was trying to tell Jay about becoming a vegan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this plant-based yeah. life. Yeah. <laughs> that he, he's coming, he's laughing. He's laughing. He's laughing. Bro, I told you, you just try it for a week, innit? Put down the ribs, put yeah, down the beef, the beef back and all that rubbish you lot be eating <laughs> with them carcasses you be putting in your body and just literally try it for a week and see what happens. If you don't like it, you go back. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, they say we all we all only have to change maybe 10% of ourselves, but the yeah. 10% is can be the most challenging 10%. It is the most challenging. Get, so for me, waking up early is a challenge, bro. It's proper difficult, but... I've got little methods to help me kind of do it, but I've noticed the impact, bro. So by the time it's like 8 p.m. in the evening, my work day, the things I've managed to execute is next level. Going on the back of what you said about your habits and stuff, are you still working on those? Have you still got, obviously you said waking up is hard. Have you still got bad habits that you're trying to work on? Are you still a work in progress? Or do you think like, or you just... No, it's easy to fall back into the bad habits. I'm not going to lie. But the problem we have as people, we need to unravel ourselves and build ourselves back up. Because what happened is too easy if you miss one or two days. The third day, you're like, oh, fuck it. I'm not even in there. And then the fourth day, you're like, yeah. And then by the time you've done it seven days wrong in a row, that, that good habit is a myth now. I'm a firm believer in, do you know what? I'll just wake up tomorrow and just start again and just stay on it. And they say, how you do anything is how you do everything. And and Jim Rowan said, if you can't do the basic stuff, like eating an apple a day, then the stuff that you find more challenging, you're never going to do. So my thing is just try and focus on the, as long as I keep the basics going, then it's easier. It's never easy, but it's easier to get, 
the more challenging things. And to be fair, when you get them right, bro, like if you if I can wake up early, do the routine, get my exercise in, ban the workout, at the end of the day, you feel like a superstar. So it's about remembering that feeling. And so even if you take a little loss up, oh, I didn't do my three litres of water today or I didn't do my exercise, it's about not feeling bad and just aiming to do it tomorrow. I think procrastination is a, is a proper... It propagates us sometimes, bro. So I mean, so I mean, we've talked about your growth and you know what makes you tick, and yeah. But what what's what's next for you? I mean, obviously you've got your property shot now, and yeah. What what's what's next on the cards for for? Mr. Shaq Baker. I'm really sort of focusing on high volume developments, um, sort of UK wide. So I'm best sort of like from south all the way up sort of the northwest. Um, but that's I want to get into to do more of that and ultimately do a lot more. I've I've got a lot more content coming that's focused on sort of two key areas that I think uh, that I think again I'm passionate about. But I think will actually help people. One is obviously focusing a lot more on shedding light on a lot more of the developments I'm doing so people can get insights. But the other thing is, is, is more talking to people kind of like what you lot are doing essentially, but talking to people more about how to be all we can be and things that I've picked up, but then tapping into other creatives and entrepreneurs and successful people and just, and just pull those nuggets out. Cause I feel like, again, it's our duty to, shed light on that and and ultimately share it there's no point in me taking all of this stuff in and keeping it to myself that don't make no sense so uh, i mean i mean you're more more than welcome to come back on the show for sure i'll say that i'll be be there every every weekend you know if you want to listen if you've got the time to be here every week come here every week we would love to have you every week i mean um, we love your page as well i mean guys you can follow shack um at shack underscore baker um, and there's a lot of dope stuff on there. I mean, he goes through even like properties, even stuff when they're renovating, and he'll go through different like different parts of it. So I think it's really good, very informative as well, and um, it's very eclectic because it's very different. I see you do your runs on there, you do everything on there. So a lot of people are very much into the whole. Um, they have to show all their wins, and they're very much you know, prim and proper. Stuff, and... Because it, that stuff isn't real. So the reality yeah. is. Being where I'm at, sometimes, bro, I'm going to be real. I post stuff or I put stuff up and it, it don't look cool. People will be like, that's not cool. My man's cool. I can see his whips and his these and this. And this. But the reality <laughs> is, I'm, I'm calling it real life, bro. I'm just showing you the things that I've, that I've done to get to where I've got to ain't always easy, can be challenging. And yeah, it doesn't look cool. So if I put up a picture of me running, man's going to be like, that, that don't inspire me, bro. But... It's compounding because when a year's gone past and I'm doing other stuff, they're going to be like, shit, where did that come from? And I want you to see, bro, it's, it's progression of me doing what you see. People see me shaking hands with certain people like, who are those guys? Who's that old white dude? And who's this? And who's those people? And I'm saying, bro, it's, I'm showing you. When, when things pop off, I don't want you to be like, I don't get it. I, I don't know if you saw, I put up a picture of... Of um, I commissioned my little niece to draw some. Pictures. I saw that. I saw, yeah, again, we saw that. Again, someone else wouldn't show that, bro, because it don't make them look turn up. But I was saying, do you know how turn up that actually is? It actually, <laughs> it just think of thing about it is um, obviously thing when things are framed. Yeah, it looks it looks different. So it like lo- it that, looks that actually looks like someone. It looks someone like a work of art. proper eyes to, like work to of do art. that. 
but then if I take it out of the frame and I leave it and I take it to a school, primary school, and I leave it on the floor and there's paint spilled on it, you look at it and say, it's a piece of shit, a kid's drawn it. And, mm. it. and at the end of the day, it's going to get thrown in the bin. So it's all about framing. But I wanted her, I did it for her. Because she saw it and she was blown away. And then she's yeah. hit me up a week later and said, oh, by the way, you know, I've got like a, a, you know, a art business. I said, oh, happy now. And she said, yeah, absolutely. And my uncle, my other uncle wants me to draw some stuff for him. So I, that, for her, bro, she's nine or she's 10. Sorry, I got whipping for that. She's 10. So I'm saying by the time, so as much as I'm doing my thing, my goal is to, people say, I'd love to be, I'm, I want you to be like me by the time you're 21. That's yeah. what I want. I want yeah. to be able to walk into a dealership if you wanted to and kind of have choice of whatever you want, whatever you set your goal on. Like, yeah, I want a brand new 911. Go on then. I want I want a, a Bentley Coupe. I want a Mercedes. Whatever you want, if you just work backwards and say, I just need to do X, Y, Z, and you grind, you do a solid five years, you can have that. It's all about, I guess it's all about that reverse engineering. Reverse and engineering. See, yeah, and see where you want to be. See what you want to be, yeah. and I feel like it's it's people like us to normalize stuff. So I want it to yeah. be a thing where, you know, stereotypically, if you saw a group of men them driving through the hood in tinted Mercs, then you're like, oh, them man, they do bits and bobs. You get me? Well, I want it to be a thing where, nah, you see a Ferrari drive past, a Bentley Cooper, this or that, and you say, yep, he's a he's a business owner. He owns a, he owns a barber shop. He's a property developer. He owns a media company. Then man trade. That that's what I'm working towards, bro. Normalizing it. I don't want it to be a thing where us. I said to people, I never want to be a victim of my own success. So yeah. I get, I do well, and then two twos. Then man can't come around here no more. What? Big man, I go anywhere I like, and that's and and that again is 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 part of the issue with us because sometimes when we do do well, some man feel like, well, I can't go back around there because. I'm shunned, so let me just scoot off and be successful elsewhere. I'm like, nah, 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 nah. I'm not doing that. But Shaq, trust, trust me, it's been different, refreshing. Um, yeah, Jay, I, I don't know how you feel, bro, but it's been very, very, very different for me. I've, you blow me away in my expectations. It's been a good conversation. Though, <laughs> about right. what? Because so. obviously this is a new podcast for us. I mean, we've yeah. done three podcasts before. Yeah, um, and we thought we'd change up the uh, the narrative and be ourselves a little bit more. Yeah. Um, and literally, um, when you decided to come on, we was excited anyway. But yeah. this is literally just said, you know what? I'm gonna I'm putting together a, a proposal now. See, sign <laughs> your contract, a one year deal. Well, I'll tell you what's happened though. You set, you set you set a standard for guests. Yeah, you know I mean? so everyone else on has to. Nice. Feel like, nice. You feel like flunk, you know, flunk flicks, as you say. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you're not a bounty, don't come here. <laughs> <laughs> well, but yeah. the reality is, people again, this is all about this, ain't even about me, bro. This is about I want people to because there's going to be there's going to be guys that will come on eventually that I would never have heard of, or guys that are doing they're moving silent and violent, bro. Mm. And they'll well, I'm not gonna lie, bro. I heard Shaq, and I'm. I came here to show you, man. There, he's nothing, fam. You need to see me. <laughs> now I'm gonna come back in a year and say, Rupert, that's that motivation. <laughs> but again, it's about us doing it, and there's nothing wrong with inspiring each other. And even if it is competitive, there's no malice, bro. So I, yeah, wait. 
to hear people coming and hearing their stories on you lot's podcast and, and being inspired myself and just saying, again, just being that high performance mindset and saying, I love what that brother said. I'm going to go away. I'm going to do a hundred pushups. I'm going to hit the ground running and just do a madness. And that's what it's about, bro. Well, I think that's, that was the, that was the whole gist of our um, segment, the No Bad Energy podcast. It was basically having ordinary people with extraordinary lives. And you have definitely shown us your living proof of ordinary guys that just live extraordinary lives and they have extraordinary mindsets. And um, that's not me brown nosing. I know what Jay's going to say after. Uh, oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, but no, I think it, it's, it's been really refreshing for us and we would love to have you back. Um, but yeah, if, if, if whenever you want to, just tell us, brother, and what 100%, 100%. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate you having me on, man. When you really think about your, your journey of your life and what you've been through, and you just want to, you're baffled because you don't know how you, like, you've got to where you are. It's your energy. You ain't been consistent with it. You haven't been practicing what you preach. Putting yourself in that space. Your mind is clear. See when your mind is clear and you have no bad energy around you. It is amazing. It is amazing. It is amazing.